Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can get the full archive of podcasts. Also, there's a Listen Live tab with 24-7 Talk Radio. We're joined once again tonight by New York Post journalist Heather Robinson. It's always a treat when she joins us, so we're happy to have her. There's a lot of news to discuss this week. We hope you've all had a great week. What I want to start off talking about is this train derailment in Ohio. We've spent so much other things going on. We haven't really gotten this to this yet and given it the attention that it deserves. Um, it happened in East Palestine, Ohio, and these people are just now allowed to go back into their homes, although many of them are worried. They're saying that the air that they breathe makes them feel sick. Um, thousands of fish have died from miles and miles away, and this leaks all the way down uh, the Ohio River into the Mississippi River. I mean, this is just a disaster, this derailment, these chemicals that are into the air. It must be horrifying to be living there. Um, people are saying they don't know how to clean their houses. You can't even vacuum for like five minutes at a time because um, they say that you don't want to kick the air up into the um, the atmosphere with the vacuum sweeper. So it's just got to be a really scary time for all of those people living in East Palestine, Ohio. And I know this is a conservative area, so uh, maybe that has to do with the government's uh, slow reaction or lack of um, attention to this situation. You've got the Biden administration who did not comment on it much at all after it happened. You've got Pete Buttigieg Edge, who is missing in action. Then he comes out just this week and says, well, you know, there's a lot of things that we haven't been able to change from the Trump administration yet. And uh, that might be why this happened. Essentially blaming President Trump for this, just like we see with everything that happens in this Biden administration. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what are your thoughts on this train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio? Andrew, I'm doing good. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. I'm glad that you mentioned, opened up the show, uh, talking about the train wreck that took place in Ohio, because it's been kind of under the radar for some time. And I think this is the second week that uh, they're going on the second week with this de uh, this devastation that took place in East Palestine, Ohio, where the governor, who's Republican, DeWine, has been monitoring this. But what I find interesting is that there wasn't a lot of news news coverage, and it begs the question why, especially since this is going to impact the environment. You would think that the environmental specialist, the tree huggers, and all those other Wokies would be there saying what the heck is happening, but none of it. Where's Al Gore? Why isn't he out front? Where's John Kerry? Where's Greta Van Thurn? Whatever she calls herself. Where, where are these people? Why aren't they concerned about the residents? of East Palestine. I mean, these people have got to drink the water. And we're, the reports that we're hearing is that there are dead animals, the fish are dead, frogs, birds are falling out of the sky. People who raise chickens, their chickens are dying. Their pets are dying, foaming at the mouths. But they're being told, oh, go back home. You can drink the water. It's safe. Now, could it be that this part of Ohio voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump in 2020, so the Biden administration doesn't care what happens to these people. As far as I'm concerned, they could just die. Now, we all know if this was a Black community, people would be out there protesting. I mean, they would be singing and doing everything else, tearing down the place. 
Look at what happened in Flint, Michigan. Look at all these other places where you had all these stars sending in water and saying, oh, the government isn't doing enough. Now this is happening under Joe Biden's watch and barely a word is said about it. Put Buddha Edge Edge, who's our secretary of transportation, who should be there saying this is what happened with this. It was this was all caused because of a train derailment that had chemicals that they decided to blow up. And I think there was hydrogen chloride or something that was there that's leaked into the water, went into the air. He's not even there because he's busy talking about diversity. He's busy trying to make certain that he can stay at home with his twins, twins that he should not have. But that's a story for another day. This man has failed with supply chain. He failed with the, uh, the, the airlines. He has continuously failed, but yet and still, here's a little tidbit, a little nugget that you guys have put in your back pocket. He's out talking about diversity and making certain that Black people get construction jobs because he wants to run for presidents eventually, for the presidency eventually, and he wants Black people, he wants to score favor with Black people. So they're trying to dress him up to present him to Black people because any other circumstances, Black people would just dismiss him because he was a failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana. So they have to rebuild him, repackage him, repurpose him, and then say, hey, look, Black people, look at what he's done for you. Do not doubt me when I say this because I have seen this happen before. That is the reason why they're paying no attention to Palestine. They don't care about East Palestine. They don't care if the people of the residency die because they voted for Trump. And that's just one less Trump voter that they have to deal with. Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, Rob, I, I think it's part of the pattern we see, which what I would consider overreaction to these theoretical, massive um, environmental problems that are alleged, climate change, okay? And I would, I would, you know, I would put a few other things in that category. I think that COVID-19, although we know it's real, it, it has been and continues to be a real threat to the elderly in particular, I think we see, if anything, what I, you know, a kind of hysterical, um, reaction to these things that frankly, there's really not a whole lot we can do about. But then when it comes to something like this, that's a uh, measurable environmental health crisis that, you know, the effects of it can be seen in real time. You have animals dying, you have, you know, clearly this is something that's going to be unhealthy for humans. We don't know exactly what the the fallout will be, but it's we can we can infer from the massive death of animals everywhere that there's some something toxic in the air. That's something concrete, specific that's measurable. Potentially, some people we our country could do something about. We could, you know, provide places for these people to stay so they don't have to go back there into that environment right away. We could do some testing to see, you know, what we can determine. But it's like you said, it's like that they don't get hysterical about, they don't even take any action on. So my theory, it, it jibes with my larger theory for some time now, which is that it's like the more abstract the threat, the more unprovable the crisis, the more hysterical the left is over it. Because the truth is, there's nothing an individual can do about climate change. I mean, let's get real. You know, and even if there is, if everybody in the country did, and maybe it would be a drop in the bucket, but the, the elites don't want to modify their behavior at all, as we often discuss. They take private jets and stay in air-conditioned hotels and have five enormous homes. So if they were really serious about it, they'd give all that up, but they won't. So that's, I consider the whole hysteria around global warming a kind of mental masturbation for people 
to feel like they're good citizens and they're doing something that in reality, they're not doing anything to change. And who knows if it's even really a catastrophe anyway. It's it's too massive and theoretical uh, a, a problem for the individual to understand, do anything about. This is something that I agree with you. I mean, I've long felt that the proliferation of chemicals, even in normal life, you know, is a hazard to our bodies. I mean, I don't know about you guys, and I, I can't back this up with scientific proof, but I know several young people just during this time of COVID hysteria, young people in their 20s, in their 30s and 40s who have died of cancer. I mean, the official authorities will tell you there is no increase in cancer rates. Although I noticed there was a study out the other day that finally did document that pancreatic cancer rates are up among young women. But anecdotally, I and many people I've spoken with, just we know a lot of young people who have gotten cancer in recent years. And it just seems to me that these are the, you know, I'm not saying this other stuff is completely unreal, but I'm saying that it's vast, massive problems that the individual can't do anything about. The, you know, it seems to me that if we had more knowledge and information and help from the government, maybe there's something we could do to protect ourselves from putting toxic chemicals in our bodies, from having toxic chemicals everywhere. You know, maybe, uh, you know, we could have cleaner water, cleaner air, we could do something, you know, make healthier choices with more honest transparency from the government about the fact that cancer rates seem to be on the rise among young people. So I'm with you guys, I'm more concerned about that than I am about global warming. And I think that this last exam example of, of the inaction of our government over this train derailment, and did you say that they blew up the chemicals, Rob? Did I understand that right? Was right. That what, what, what happened is that once the train had, once it wrecked and they realized the toxins, that, the chemicals that were involved, someone had the idea, okay, in order to get this all under control, we need to just blow it up. So they blew it up. No one said anything about it. But then when the mushroom started to grow and it became obvious, people started saying, wait a minute, what's going on here? And that's what, because this happened last week and only now we're starting to focus in on it. And that's mm -hmm. after they blew it up, the mushroom went up and people started talking about it. They had already told individuals who lived there, hey, you need to evacuate the perimeter. And I think it was the, the trains belong to North Folk, Southern. And they were they also were trying to keep things undercover. And they had their own scientists that were going out looking at it. But thankfully, the city itself said, No, we're not going to rely on your folks. We're going to rely on our own. But again, what? where is Pete? Where is the our so called president? Why isn't he addressing this? And why isn't the mainstream media hounding him? Mm -hmm. Right, right. They're, they're completely quiet about it. It's like a real, like a, you know, real time measurable environmental catastrophe. And yeah, they, you know, they don't care. And the idea that, I mean, just from a common sense perspective, that blowing up these chemicals would be the right thing to do. I mean, it just strikes me as idiotic. I, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, how you would assume that, you know, anything that's toxic, you'd want to have it contained, not blow it into the air. I mean, it just seems absolutely. I think they thought that this would be the best way of handling it to, uh, to, to try to stop the spread. I don't know who came up with the idea, but I think it 
in the future, we will see that it caused more harm than good. And as I shared with our listeners before, I lived here in New York on 9-11, and I was told to go back home that everything was okay, the air was okay, get some air, only Mm -hmm. to find out some days later that I had contracted sarcoidosis. It's in remission now. But, and that's one of the symptoms that people were saying that they got from being in the area. But we were told that everything is okay. But we now know we cannot trust our government, especially if we can't trust them with our election. They lied about Russia collusion. They lied about the Hunter laptop. What else have they not lied about? They lied and said that they weren't trying to suppress free speech, but they were. So they give us no reason to trust them. And then the complicit media, who's supposed to keep them honest, is colluding with them. So where, when I ask the question, it's kind of rhetorical, where's our media? Why aren't they keeping these people honest? Why aren't they after them? Why aren't they trying to get to the truth? It's because they don't, they lack curiosity. They don't care because they themselves are coming out of institutions that have become woke. Well, maybe so. And, you know, I mean, the one thing we can do is try to keep the spotlight on that community and see Well, that's what, what we're going to do here. Right, exactly. On After Dark with Robin Andrew, we're going to do that and keep all the other topics up front because we can't rely on the media to do it because they're picking and choosing. I mean, you would think they would have already said, Joe, you should get out there. Where isn't he? Look at how they hounded Trump on some of the most ridiculous things. But with this yeah. guy, oh, no. Oh, he stutters. No, he's incompetent. He should not be in that position. And it's unfortunate that we can't do anything about it. I mean, they should impeach him. But we know that the Senate isn't going to convict him, which is most unfortunate. But yet and still, here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very concerning. And, and um, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of toxicity. You know, Teflon was finally not it was recently determined that it should not be manufactured because it is carcinogenic and we've been eating on teflon plate you know uh pans for decades now i mean who knows what else you know i mean there's rising rates of autism i think of cancer in the young in this country you know and and anybody who even dares to suggest that there are, uh, you know, of course, the, the vaccine autism controversy was an ongoing thing for many years. And the, you know, I personally believe there was a problem with the preservative thimerosal in uh, vaccines for many years, which was quietly removed eventually from the vaccines. But I think with a lot of these things, you know, the government doesn't want to panic. It doesn't want uh, people to rise up. It doesn't want, you know, chaos, you know. And so, you know, they have an interest in in shutting down discussion about a lot of things. I agree, you know, but yet we're we're treated to a constant, uh, continuous uh, menu of hysteria over global warming and COVID and these things. That I, you know, I'm not saying they're not, they don't exist, but it seems like there's an overreaction to certain things and an underreaction to others. And maybe it has to do with big business. You know, I mean, maybe there are a lot of powerful interests that produce chemicals and all kinds of products, and they maybe, you know, have their lobbyists and their people that could have something to do with it. But I agree with you guys that I think the government could and should be doing more for the people of that community um, of of Palestine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening um, in that community. They say the air is safe to breathe right now. Uh, That's what they say their tests are 
saying and indicating, but as Rob said, they lied after 9-11. So um, it'll be interesting to see if um, these people have long-term consequences. You certainly think that they will if you look at the animals in the area, the fish. I mean, that just cannot be healthy to be breathing in when it's having that kind of effect on the environment. Well, you guys have probably heard about Matt Gates being accused of all kinds of things over the past year. Uh, perhaps it's been two years now since the allegations were made against him. What you might not have heard is that no charges are being brought against Matt Gates, And it seems like this was just a hit job to attack Matt Gates um, after he came out in support of President Donald Trump um, in the 2020 election. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And of course, we've got on Heather Robinson, New York Post journalist. And as I mentioned before the break, Matt Gates and the Justice Department has dropped its investigation against him without bringing charges against the congressman, drawing a close to a years-long probe centered on whether the Florida Republican had inappropriate contact with a minor. These are really damning allegations that were against Matt Gates. They really damaged his reputation when this came out. I mean, everybody was acting like um, he was a pedophile. And as we know, that's like the last thing anybody wants to be called. That's just a horrific thing to have against you. And now we're hearing that he's not going to be charged with any crimes. And it seems like he was innocent after all. It was the old guilty by association 
where uh, people he was associated with have been charged with crimes, but not uh, that we can point to anything that Matt Gates actually did. Rob, do you think that this was a politically motivated attack against Matt Gates because of his support for President Trump? Um, because that's what it looks like to me. Absolutely. There was no there there. And when you look at all the when you look at the history, you'll see that many individuals who associate with Trump, who have supported Trump without questions, have been under investigation and have yeah. been investigated. This has got to stop. This is so politically motivated. There was never anything there. And Angie, if you recall, when this happened, you and I, we were on air and we got a news flash and we spoke about it and we were like, oh, my God, come on. This can't be. This guy is like an ardent Trump supporter. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden on his laptop has questionable pictures and videos of him supposedly with underage girls. No one wants to look at that. Here we have evidence. We have proof. All you have to do is just say, is this true? But the left, they don't care about it. And you have a media that lacks curiosity. You have a media that does not want to hold these people accountable because of their hatred for Trump, because they feel that if we give in, we're giving Trump a leg up. And we can't do that. So we've got to keep the heat on him. As I said before, any of these judges that are taking any of these cases and letting them be heard before a grand jury, like the woman who said Trump raped her years ago. Okay, let's take it to court. That judge is an activist. He should lose his privilege, his jurisprudence. I don't I would not want to be in his court. I would not trust him. And I would say that he is biased, plain and simple. That's it. Because we know that all of this is a witch hunt. And when you have judges who are going along with it, look at how they're destroying this country. And then they want us to say, they want to say, believe in the system. What system? When you have been compromised. Heather, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, I didn't follow the details of this case, Rob, but I, I would concur that anybody who stood behind Trump, I mean, it's pretty much like everybody. I mean, from uh, Peter Navarro, Roger, Roger Stone, Stone um, all kinds of people. Paul Manafort. Who, yeah, I mean, anybody who was involved with him, who stood by him, Rudy Giuliani's reputation has been, you know, I mean, if it weren't for history and the fact that they cannot erase what everybody knows, which is that the man was a phenomenal mayor and a, a, a great leader on 9-11, I mean, they've done everything they can to destroy him. Um, yeah, anybody who's stood strongly by Trump has been attacked by the the agencies of our own government. And it's like McCarthyism, only instead of, uh, you know, anybody who, who can be smeared with the communist label. I mean, it's, it's anyone who has anything to do with Trump and, you know, that the government has weaponized its agencies against them. And it's, it's very obvious, as you said. And so I don't have any problem believing that this guy may be perfectly innocent. Gates, I mean. But yet and still, this is what they're doing to try and attack anyone that supports Trump. Like I said, we have Hunter Biden, and they want to just look completely over it. I mean, mm -hmm. the, what they put Peter Navarro through is unconscionable. What they try to do or what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani, they want to disbar him. People don't see it. And this is what our politics and our justice system has come to. Speaking of our politics, what do you guys think about Diane Feinstein? <laughs> and her, well, I didn't know I was going to retire. Oh, I'm not retiring, only to find out that the Democrat Party has decided that she's going to retire. Right. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I don't think Diane Feinstein even knows where she is half the time at this point, which is sad to say. I mean, the woman's like, what, in her mid to late 80s? I mean, people that old should not be serving in politics. Um, it's probably for the best that she is stepping down, but it'll be interesting to see the battle for her spot between uh, Adam Schiff and Katie Porter, who's a Democrat's favorite. Uh, Heather, what are your thoughts on uh, Diane Feinstein stepping down? You know, I, I just, I know she's been around a long time and, you know, I, I certainly support the idea of people I think age is very relative in comparison, you know, comparative and, you know, some people at a certain age have a lot of, you know, fight left in them. But, you know, I think probably that, uh, you know, this is a natural kind of time for her to step down and I to be, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a tremendous issue with it. You know, I think she represents an old guard of Democrats who, even though she was pretty far to the left, I think, I don't think she was nearly as crazy as some of the people today. So in that sense, I'm sorry to see her go, I guess. I mean, everything's comparative, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad to see her go. I think that she became nutty, just like all the rest of them, because as Andrew (laughs) always says, stand for something and fall for nothing. And she gave into the woke crowd. Remember during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, the Amy Coney Barrett hearings and how she attacked them and saying, oh, she told Amy Coney Barrett, the dogma lives live in you. It's like, excuse me? Mm. This woman can't have a belief. So mm-hmm. she, she gave into it and she was beyond her time. She overstayed her time. Mm-hmm. She was there. For two, and, where, and where has she been? Where has she been hiding? Who's been voting for her? Yeah, that's one of the uh, changes I really like that Kevin McCarthy made, that you must be present to vote. No more of this proxy voting from home. If you want to vote on something, if something's important to you, you've got to show up for work and vote for it. I really like that. I think it'll weed out uh, these people like Diane Feinstein who haven't been showing up for work and just voting for home. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on that change? I agree completely, but she's in the Senate. I mean, so Mitch McConnell might allow that to happen. So I think it's a good idea. And I also think that they should look at term limits. You shouldn't go there and expect to be there throughout your entire career. Like, this is my career, politics, and I'm going to make money off of it. I mean, she's living Mm -hmm. in a mansion in San Francisco. It is at the point of being ridiculous. Meanwhile, they're getting rich. It has to stop. So, uh, hey, good riddance. No, I wish they could get rid of Adam Schiff. Yeah. He's going to probably try and run, like you said, Schiff and Porter, they're going to run for her seat. And there was someone else I heard was going to run for the seat. Whoever it is, a person is not good. But this is an instance whereby Republicans should have been planning long, long ago to say, eventually, she's got to give it up. And we've got to make a run for it. We've got to try to turn California red again. California was red during the Reagan years. Why can't they do it now? Republicans have got to wake up. You got to fight. You got to fight for every vote. Because what's happening right now does not make, as they would say, a lick of sense. Now, just imagine if we had that seat, impeach Joe in the House, and then kick him out in the Senate. But we don't have it. So even if we were to impeach Joe, and I think they should, the Senate isn't going to convict him. And I doubt seriously that Mitch McConnell will even hear it. But probably we're not going to hear that. And he could have done the same thing with Trump. But he, oh, let's go ahead and hear it. He could say, we don't want to hear it. And then there it goes. Republicans have got to get smart. They have got to get smart. And just speaking of elections and being smart, I heard that John Bolton is planning on running for the presidency. And our girl, 
Nikki Haley. Now, what do you think about that, Andrew? Well, John Bolton, um, I don't really know what he's thinking. I don't see a lot of people getting behind joke. him. Yeah, exactly. He's a warmonger. Um, he was never really popular to begin with, so obviously he's a, a lame duck candidate. He might get on the debate stage and lose badly. Nikki Haley, she's another case. I know she's got some support. Um, she's a smart woman. I liked when um, she went to the UN and stuck up for the United States of America and us paying all this money and none of these other uh, foreign countries were pitching in. And I liked her bringing that to their attention. She did a great job at that. However, I don't think a president is cut out for her from what I've seen. She can be a little wishy-washy and flip-flop on some issues. So um I I don't necessarily dislike Nikki Haley. I think she has a place in an administration, but definitely um, not as president of the United States. I think it's unlikely she will garner the support. Uh, Heather, what are your thoughts? I think similarly, Andrew, I mean, I, I like her, always have, and I feel she has a way of speaking that's very genuinely inclusive, not, you know, the, the way we hear that word overused today. And, you know, really it means just whatever the leftist ideas are, but I think she has a way of speaking to all the people. And um, I, I heard her recently at the Republican Jewish coalition winter meeting. She kind of teased her potential candidacy there. She didn't announce, uh, obviously that was back in November, but she gave a very good speech and she talked about one thing she said that I think you would like Robin and you too, Andrew, she said, you know, she said, look, as an, as a, an Indian American woman, you know, with brown skin, I'm really offended. I'm, I'm paraphrasing her, you know, when liberals call us racists, you know, call Republicans racists, you know, we are the party of merit and meritocracy and individuality you know, I mean, and, you know, here I am a woman with brown skin and they have the nerve to call me a racist. Really, it's their party. She said something like that has become obsessed with skin color. And, you know, she was basically saying that she's very proud to be a conservative because this is the party of uh, that focuses on individual character. And I, I, I like that. I like how she's always stood up for America and Israel. Yes, at the UN, she's been a fighter. Um, I hear you. Uh, I don't know that she has like the fire in the belly exactly. Um, I think she's a tough woman, but you know, I'm not so sure that she has the 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 level of toughness. But you know, then again, I don't think Biden does either. And you know, I mean, I think she'd do a better job than him. I mean, I I think that uh, you know she'd be probably a fine president by comparison. Uh, I hope that she and Trump don't take each other apart too much because of course they've worked together. And I think they basically, you know, had a good relationship at one time. And I, I hope that she, you know, one thing when you said she's wishy-washy, Andrew, I do know what you're talking about. I think she, she has a way of walking the line very carefully. A lot of times she's a diplomat and she tries not to, you know, sometimes I think that can come across as being wishy-washy. I don't really think she's wishy-washy, but I do. I personally wish she would have stood up a little more strongly uh, for President Trump. I think she feels she's never bashed him the way a lot of people who left his administration did. But I think my guess is she feels she has to distance herself to have a, for him to have a chance. And that may be true. So those are my thoughts. I never thought about that. Maybe that's what she's doing. But at the same time, the women on The View, they just went bonkers again over mm. the fact that she decided to run. Now, 
I personally, as Andrew said, I think she should have just stayed on the sidelines. She said that she was going to support Trump. She said that she, no, she said she would not run against him. And now she's throwing her hat in the ring. Trump's response was, I think she should do it. I think there are a lot of people out there that feel that they should do it. They want to do it. I helped to make them. So if they want to do it, that's fine. But she did say that she wasn't going to run against me. I think mm-hmm. that when it really when it really mattered, that moment of truth, I think she stepped over their friendship, their connection, when she came out and accused him of Jan 6, only to find out that it was a big ruse, another ruse created by the Democrats. She should have been mm-hmm. attacking Nancy Pelosi and saying, why didn't she, why didn't Nancy Pelosi provide the necessary security for the Capitol. She was asked to do it, but she didn't do it. And these are the things that people miss. They get so caught up in the moment and the emotions, and they just want to just strike out and attack anyone, as opposed to just taking a step back and saying, wait a minute, there's something else to this story. There's more to the story than what we're hearing. The same mm-hmm. thing happened with Paul, with uh, Kevin McCarthy. I mean, he spoke out not knowing all of the facts, because it was so easy to believe that Trump is going to do something bad, but we're now seeing, despite all of the investigations and everything they've been throwing at him, he's clean. He has done nothing. Now, yes, he might say something. You're like, oh, maybe he shouldn't said it. But overall, this man has not done anything illegal compared to what Joe Biden has done. Look at the whole thing with the classified documents. Look at Joe Biden. We're finding documents all over. We're finding, finding out that China, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and so many other of our adversaries have been giving money to him. Why, Andrew, isn't the media concerned about that? Why don't they want to investigate that? Are they afraid of the truth? Yeah, they're absolutely afraid of the truth. And this media will do absolutely anything it takes to try and get Joe Biden reelected in 2024. They know that he's been a bad president. He's going to add uh, $19 trillion to the debt in the next 10 years. The New York Times printed it. And then he has the nerve to come out and say he's cutting debt by $2 trillion. I mean, this guy is completely delusional. He's been a bad president. The economy is a disaster. His foreign policy is even worse. And this is the guy that the media and the Democrats are standing behind. I just don't get it. But if you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, you need to check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com. Check out the great products and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. So I'll say that one more time. Go to HealthyCell.com and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and New York Post journalist Heather Robinson. Some big entertainment news throughout the week. We'll get into that and some fun topics to finish off the show. We'll be right back. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. 
trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. And we're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk about some more lighthearted subjects to start off the third half of the show. Uh, The first thing I want to bring up is... Um, Lizzo, she was actually asked to help teach the Afghan women black girl magic. This is according to the Daily Wire. They posted an article about this, and it was basically a petition for Lizzo to go over to Afghanistan and help these girls um, basically dance and be themselves is what it was saying. Just completely delusional to the fact that these girls in Afghanistan can't even go to school, um, let alone be able to practice black girl magic as the author of this article suggested so uh rob what are your thoughts on lizzo and her going to afghanistan to share some of her black girl magic you know i was told once (laughs) by a wise person that if you can't say anything positive about a person don't say anything at all but i feel rather compelled to give an opinion on this lizzo Oh, man. Uh, The Grammys came on the other night, and it was, uh, wow, it was a sight to behold. I didn't watch it. I just saw some of the clips, and she was in one of the clips. They've fallen. They have just fallen so far from the show it used to be. The talent isn't there. The, the, The quality of the songs, it's just, it's not there. Now, some of them have good jingles, you know, good beats, and you can, like, bounce around to it. But will you be able to bounce around for the, to those songs, let's say, a decade from now? I doubt it, seriously. Because it's F this, F that, screw this, screw that, put it in here, take it out of there. Who wants to hear all of that stuff? And then you have someone like Lizzo, who is promoting obesity. She's promoting it, openly promoting it. And if you tell her, Lizzo, just lay off the, the Cokes. Oh, they will attack you and say, oh, come on, let her look, she's she's in her gloom, she's glowing, she's not glowing. And then to go to Afghanistan, what does she possibly have to tell the women there? They don't want what she's selling. They don't want all that craziness and that, I'm an independent woman. No, they want to get married. They want to have a family. They want an education. What she's offering them, no, run from that. That's scary. That's horrible. She might wind up helping to get them killed. I hate to say it, but. Hey, Heather, I never thought about that. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, I interviewed um, some people who served in the Afghanistan war, um, you know, including Pete Hegseth of Fox News. And he made the point that in retrospect, a lot of the women's empowerment efforts, and we're talking about things that were a lot more legitimate than Lizzo showing them how to do a bump and grind. I mean, talking about school for girls and the right to be a free person and dress as you wish. 
these things that we hold dear in the West and certainly are a point of a part of human freedom, as far as we're concerned, are not really part of their culture. I mean, they, in their culture, the woman, all these things stays in the house, covers her face. And, you know, Pete Heggs has made the point that he felt that our efforts, the well-intentioned in Afghanistan, inflamed the men of Afghanistan, that it re- drove them to be more loyal to the Taliban because they didn't want their women. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, it would be like somebody coming from outer space, maybe, and telling the men of America that, uh, I don't know, that women, that we all had to you know, uh, women all had to have penises or so. Of course, that is sort of what's happening. But anyway, that's another subject. <laughs> but I mean, my point is this, you know, this, you could look at it from a certain standpoint, you know, I don't, far, I hate to in any way denigrate any effort to help a woman or girl leave, live a freer life because I'm all for it. But, you know, you could look at it as a kind of meddling in their culture that wound up in the big picture not working and maybe getting more of them killed. I mean, you know, I mean, our intervention there did not succeed, unfortunately. And, you know, to then start, you know, being so tone deaf as to run over there now, I mean, it's one thing if you're going to provide, you know, asylum for some women or help some women who want an education and are in danger there to come here, I'd be all for that. But I mean, to just go there and start stirring things up further, I think we've, you know, done quite enough over there that didn't work. And, you know, I think it's a real dumb idea for her to be doing that. Well, even Colonel Julie Hall had said when Biden quickly left Afghanistan with his tail between his legs so abruptly, and she said that where are all the women rights groups? Why aren't they out screaming that we just left these women out there to be killed, to be slaughtered? We told them about rights and standing up, and then we leave. And what's left for them? So Lizzo, mm-hmm. bringing Lizzo over there, is she going to cover up? Is she going to go there with her butt side out with her thong on, dancing around, humping and grinding and twerking? This is an embarrassment because we have better people that could go there and help these women. Look at you. You could go, Heather. Not that you would want to. But mm-hmm. Lizzo, are you serious? Yeah, I listen. It's I, a mockery. The sad truth is, Rob, that that part of the world I mean, there are courageous individuals who stand up and I'm all for supporting them. But I think that, you know, unless we were prepared to really make a permanent commitment to being over there, you know, I've I've used this analogy before. It's like that scene in Superman where Superman tries to turn back the time. And, you know, there's something in in the original Superman movie where um, I think it's Marlon Brando's character who plays, you know, I think it's Khalil. Is Khalil Superman's name? Or I forget his dad's name. But anyway, his dad says, you, you know, it is forbidden to to change another people, to go to another planet and to, you know, they're talking about it in terms of the planets and, and stuff right. like you know, that everybody has their own evolution and their own timeline and their own, you know, mysterious way of of. of growing and changing that is foreign to you and it's not your trajectory it's not your your evolution and it's forbidden to go and try to change another world and i think about that sometimes i know it's a scene from a movie but i just think you know to me it seems like a lot of what we've done in in america with our great intentions and can do spirit and huge military and our western ideas we want to take our western ideas another world and you can't change another world it's a kind of it's almost a kind of idolatry you know it's trying to to recreate the world in your own image 
And, yeah. you know, God created a world full of people who are very different. They're not all like us. And maybe we need to respect that more. And I think that, yes, we've done enough meddling in other worlds. Uh, I really think we've, we've you know, not, not succeeded. And how much of this do we need to keep repeating? Yeah, very well said. It. And that was Karen B. Decker of the State Department who made that recommendation just for the record. Um, the Super Bowl was recently. I, unfortunately, did not get a chance to watch any of it. It wasn't uh, political while I missed it. I just happened to have to work, so I did not get to see it. But I uh, saw some of the highlights and uh, the commercials. I saw the J-Lo Ben Affleck commercial. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I didn't really see any of the halftime show. I saw parts of it with like uh, Rihanna. Some of the steel pictures I saw, she was like grabbing her crotch and stuff. I didn't care for that. I don't know if that was an accurate representation of the performance. But uh, Rob and Heather, uh, Rob, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl? Uh, it was more like a social event for me because I was with friends and I was talking. We were watching different things. First thing I want to say is the Black National Anthem. It's just that the Black National Anthem it should not be performed at the Super Bowl. We have one national anthem, and that is it. Black people, wake up. Your ancestors died for this country. They died so they could be called an American. Some of your ancestors are more Americans than a lot of the woke people that are telling you we should sing the Black National Anthem. Some of your ancestors were brought here as slaves before Biden's ancestors were here. So why now are you willing to give it all up? Wake the heck up up we don't have the chinese national anthem we don't have the indian national anthem what do we need the black national anthem for and by the way cheryl lee ralph she did a horrible job she was too flat in my opinion they said she was lip-syncing she has a great voice but that performance was horrible okay now that being said rihanna okay rihanna i think more attention was was placed on is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? She had on this Goodyear blimp red outfit. And by the way, I didn't know that red is like trending now because they said it was at the Grammys and that it's supposed to be some demonic thing. I'm like, oh, now we're going to mess up the color red. Come on, folks. But leave it to these liberals. I think it was the guy, uh, the singer from Europe, uh, uh, Sam, Sam Smith, I think his name is. He came up with some demonic thing during the Grammys, and they was like, oh, why did he do that? So now Rihanna had to come out with her red outfit on. I personally don't like her her, her voice. It's too, I, I don't know, islandy for me. I, I don't like reggae. Uh, so her performance was average. Some people said it was the best performance ever. No, it wasn't. Come on, stop lying. The only thing she did was have a lot of little spacemen out there with balloons on, walking around. And then there she goes up in the air. Did she not know she could have gotten herself shot because Biden's team is trigger happy? Anything that they see up in the air, they're taking down. And we find out that she is pregnant. Man, she was putting herself and the baby's life at risk. But then too, according to the left, it's not a baby. It's just a thing. So has she fallen down or had Biden taken them out of taking her out because they saw something up in the air? They could have just said, we just killed one person because that whatever's in her stomach doesn't count I mean, by their cells. definition. Exactly. Just a clump of cells by their definition. OK, so, hey, what's the big deal there? What are your thoughts, Heather? Did you see the Super Bowl? I didn't, guys. I must. Fess up, I did not see the Super Bowl um, because, you know, I'm among uh, friends and I'm, I'm in a relationship with a lovely man who actually stopped watching football when the players started kneeling. And so I have to say that, uh, you know, I, 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 I've kind of been spared football duty. <laughs> spared, <and> right. I, uh, <laughs> I but you know, yeah. you know what? 
I heard something the other day, before you say that, Andrew, I heard something the other day that people were saying that, that it's not that you actually hate football, but the left wants you to with all of their wokeism. They're putting all this woke stuff out there so that you're like, I don't want to watch it. And can you blame them? Let's just watch the game. We don't, like I said, we don't need to hear the Black National Anthem. Okay, right. you want to sing? And the only time it's sung is in February. Any other day, Black people put it away and they don't even think about it. So it's like, come on, let's just be Americans. We are Americans. People, again, people die for the right to be Americans. Why are we up at arms and we got to have seen the Black National Anthem? Then the next thing, the Puerto Rican National Anthem, the Hispanic National Anthem, the Chinese National Anthem, the Afghanistan National Anthem, because they're here. It, it has to stop somewhere. Yeah. And I was never a big fan of football, so I haven't watched football in the past few years either. It wasn't a hard decision for me to make because I didn't like it much to begin with. I'm a big sports fan, so I've always got on like ESPN. So um, you just happen to see it a lot of times. But so I follow it a little bit, but I don't watch it. So uh, missing the Super Bowl was not very uh, disappointing for me. But something else I missed was... uh, the Grammy Awards. Uh, did you guys catch the Grammys? Well, I teased about the Grammys when I was talking about Sam Smith, and he came out with this singer. They sing the song Unholy, and apparently they did some type of demonic uh, ritual or whatnot. But the big controversy from the Grammy is that Beyonce didn't win Album of the Year. She lost it to Harry Styles. Now, again, I haven't watched these shows in a long time. I just look at the different clips of it. But apparently she's been nominated for four times. And I have to admit, this latest album, I've heard more tracks on it at the gym, at supermarkets, than I have Harry Styles. I don't like Harry Styles. I think that Harry Styles likes to push the political button by dressing like a woman. That being said, whether or not his album should have gotten it, I don't know. I don't know any of his songs. But Spike Lee just came out the other day, and he's attacking the Grammy committee because he's saying that Beyonce should have won album of the year. Now, I find this interesting, guys, because who controls all of this stuff? Woke liberals. Now, the same thing is going to probably play out during the Oscars when the black people that they want to win, they don't win. And then, oh, it's racism. Okay, but where is the racism coming from? From your woke institutions. What do you guys say? Well, I think the Oscars will be interesting. There's already some controversy Um There's a film, uh, I believe it's called To Leslie, that uh, apparently is a smaller studio film, um, hasn't gotten, I guess there's a a political nature to this, not just political, political, but in the sense of who you know, you know, in, in the movie industry, certain films get promoted. And apparently this was kind of an underdog outsider film that a few prominent actresses got behind on their own. And I think maybe Reese Witherspoon or Jennifer Aniston, something like that. And just because these particular actresses happen to be white who like this film and there's a white woman lead and, you know, I guess it's not the most racially diverse cast, maybe because of that alone there, you know, there were efforts to, to characterize the film as uh, like a white, not a white supremacist film, but like a anti-woke film, which it's not. I mean, I don't think the subject has anything to do with race. It's just a movie. So anyway, I, you know, I know Miranda Devine had a column in the post about this a couple weeks ago saying that the whole thing was just a ridiculous kind of, you know, created controversy. And so anyway, that'll be interesting. Personally, I'll tell you, I'll give you one unpopular opinion. I miss Harvey Weinstein's movies. 
it's I mean, I'm not making any comment on his personal life. <laughs> I miss mean, the man's movies. If you look back at the, you know, the some of the greatest indie films, you know, whether anything from Crying Game, Shakespeare in Love, Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, all that stuff, Ben Affleck and and um what's his name the other big shot did uh matt damon you know uh all their hunting goodwill hunting yeah all all those films were weinstein company you know he really made independent film mainstream and just you know masterpiece films i mean almost almost every film pulp fiction you know that you can think of that was innovative you know memorable from the, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, you know, were Weinstein company films. So I think that, you know, what happened there, you know, I think is a real a real loss to the But I, I, wonder, I wonder if he were still around, would he be able to survive in this woke culture? I hear what you're saying. And like you said, when you look back at those movies, but it was for that particular point in time. Now mm-hmm. that everything has become so woke, I don't see any good movies that are out there. I haven't seen a good movie, only like kid movies. Can we not just 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 come in and just suspend imagination and just enjoy a movie without it being so preachy, preachy, preachy? Yeah, but we don't have yet, that. Yeah, the irony to me, Rob, is that I mean, I I'm all for inclusion, but I think, frankly, some of the greatest artists have always been minority artists. I mean, let's get real. Some of you know. Frankly, you know, the the black artists, the black writers, actors, singers, you know, performers, you know, have always been some of the greatest. I mean, they don't I don't want to say they don't need, uh, you know, um, wokeism. I, I, I get it. They that, don't they you know, don't they don't need it. They should just be rewarded for their talent. But you have these. So woke groups. It's like, well, right. you know. But it's the woke it's the woke companies that destroy it. Like I said, look at the Grammys. They're complaining that Beyonce didn't get album of the year. But look who controls it. OK, the same thing is going to happen with the Oscars. If Angela Bassett does not get an Oscar for her role in Wakanda. Oh, it's racism. But look at who controls it. It's liberals these woke liberals that control it but yet still they'll blame the conservatives and say oh it's conservatives but conservatives they just gave up on it they just went a different direction but i will say this i think that now is the time that if conservatives want to branch into that space with wholesome movies now is the time to do it because i do think that people have grown tired these woke movies whereby they're just throwing in gratuitous same-sex couples just throwing it in there come on now I mean, this has got to stop. We, mm-hmm. At some point, we've got to wake up and say, put this stuff back where it belongs. Right. But, and and you know, just, we don't yeah, have that. The whole idea, whether it's left or right, I mean, I think that it's hard for art to, I think the great thing about the arts is they're, you know, I don't mean to sound corny, but they're an expression of our, of what's universal at best. They reflect truths, you know, and it's, it's, individual truths it's that's what makes a great novelist great is it's the vision of this individual it's not some kind of a collectivist um indoctrination and i think if you look back at other times and places um you know i i am not an expert but i know that during you know the soviet union and cultural revolution in china and you know they crushed the arts because 
you know, it, it, art is an expression of truth often and different, the multitude of truths. It's naturally diverse for that reason. And when there's any kind of totalitarianism, it's threatened by real art, um, you know? And, and so I think that you have, you know, whether it's a, you know, a propaganda film by Letty Reifenstahl, you know, promoting Hitler, or it's some kind of a, you know, a uh, communist uh, play that's trying to indoctrinate people. I mean, none of that is great art, it's propaganda. And I think now we see more of the um, movie industry and other industries engaging in a kind of propaganda. And it's not even just a matter of left or right, it's that you're trying to, you know, there's politics and then there's art. And it's not that art can't be political, but when, when the, the political agenda supersedes the desire to tell a story, and may you know and and move the audience then you're gonna see a deterioration in the arts and i think that's what we're seeing yeah very well said heather and there was a sad passing uh raquel welch uh rob what are your thoughts and memories on uh raquel welch well we're up against the hour so i'll just keep it brief uh i heard about it her passing and i don't recall seeing any movies that she was in i know the movie uh, 1000 or bc years or something with the bikini that she had on that I think a lot of American men just went wild over. Right. Uh, she, she was a rather a beautiful woman. Right. Yes, and I was. will say this. I will say this and I'll let you guys close it out is that whoever did her plastic surgery, she should be the model for plastic surgery <laughs> because man, they did a fantastic job. She never once did she look plastic. Never once did she have the huge lips making her look like all of the other Hollywood freaks that are there. She and Jacqueline <laughs> Smith, they have the blessed plastic surgeons. That's all I'll say. Godspeed to her. I'm sorry that she died. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a sex icon back during the uh, Vietnam era. And mm -hmm. uh, definitely thoughts and prayers with her family. Uh, Heather, you have any quick thoughts on Raquel Welch? Yeah, just that I read she was a patriot, you know, and she, she went with the USO. And she's very dear in the memories of a lot of vets. So that was lovely. And, um, yeah, she was she was a gorgeous woman you know so may she rest in peace yeah very well said and we're all out of time thank you all for joining us on after dark with rob and andrew thank you heather robinson for joining us once again you can check us out on america out loud which is available on iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher pandora tune in radio wherever you stream and remember stand for something or fall for nothing <laughs> <laughs>